Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 494 of the JV Club podcast with my guest, Erica Ishii. Oh, we love our Erica. What a wonderful conversation I had with her. All her. She brought it all. And uh, I'm just going to let this, I'm letting you jump right in. Take a listen. Uh, Erica was recently a guest on the Braving the Elements podcast that I do with Dante for Nickelodeon and iHeart. And just a side note, I'm not doing the JV Club at Sketchfest this year, but I am doing a live Braving the Elements with Phil Lamar and Gray Delisle and Jack DeSena and Dante and me. It's going to be amazing. So sfsketchfest.com for tickets for that. And uh, let's jump in and enjoy Erica Ishii. I'm so glad that you were able to break open the wax seal of my invitation to you, unroll the scroll, and after many backs and forths, um, and unfortunately I had to fire two of my handmaidens just due to all of this, I hope they find good homes. Can you imagine? Uh, Can you imagine having servants, Erica? No, absolutely not. Can you even imagine? I have a a, a friend who helps me part-time as an assistant, and I feel bad about it. I won't call her my assistant. I'm like, my friend. My friend. My friend always comes in and gets my mail, uh, like, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I can't can't imagine. And also having servants that you were, like, born into having, you know? nuts. And just to imagine, like, what if you just never knew anything different? I mean, I I don't need to, like, get all into this because I feel like I've probably talked this to death on my podcast, if maybe not even here, but in other places. But, like, I don't know how I would respond if I were a person born into something like that where you're just like, this is reality. Like, you'd love to think that you would be the person who questioned it when 90% of the community was kind of not questioning no, it. I mean, there's but I just don't I can't else. I just don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing, man, is that like, you know, all the systems are set up to tell us that that's okay and you know, even, yeah, now, even now, you know, people that are born into generational wealth are just 100%. like 100%. That's what it's like, you yeah. know. <laughs> we worked we work so hard for it, you yeah. know, and and or the trickle down effect. People, like, don't worry, yeah, the richer I worry. am, the more you'll be able to provide for your family. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah. So it's. But I'm more worried about the stuff we don't know, like you and I don't realize today. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if we think we're all like plugged into like the best yeah. version of ourselves, and then 50 years from now, people are like. Oh, Erica thought she was such a good person. Isn't that cute? <laughs> Isn't that so cute? Oh, no. Famously awful human who did who who ate who ate meat. That's disgusting. Uh, but honestly, yeah, it's the thing. You you can only uh, do the best that you can every day, and 100%. until you know better. And I think that's one difference. Is uh, is. Uh, you know, when you're born into a station in which you don't know any better, right. um, is the willingness to learn and adapt uh, yeah. to, you know, to to the the new information yeah. that can come into your life and, and show you how to be a better person. I believe that justice should be restorative. Yes. And yeah. 
uh, you know, we can we can always be learning. There's definitely stuff I'm doing that I'll be like, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely got to learn. Sorry for that slip not up. to do that. Yeah, oof. <laughs> for sure. Do you feel like you can you sort of trace certain things that? I mean, I know we talk about it like collectively as a culture. We talk about it a lot with entertainment and stuff. But do you feel like you personally have stuff from like, for example, and this is very convenient because this is a podcast where I touch on people's teenage years. Do you feel like there's (laughs) stuff that like from when you were a teenager, we were like, I just I didn't like we didn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, I um, I was very fortunate in that my my family is very um, progressive, you know, take take that to mean how 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 it is but I you know we were I was I was taught you know like if somebody wishes to be referred to a certain way then do that or if this term you you newly find out is offensive then don't use it and uh you know or, or things like that um and there are definitely just because of my age uh terms that are no longer in use right um and uh, uh, things I I've heard also too that um, that something made me feel really a lot better about this. Um, I saw a post somewhere one time where it said, uh, you know, everybody has those first impulse thoughts where you're like, oh, why did I think that? That's that's right. awful. You know, that's not correct. That's right. not right to think. Yeah. What an awful thing to think. But then this the that thought immediately afterwards, you know, of like, oh, I shouldn't say that, you know, or I shouldn't think that. Right. Um, that's not who I am. And the first thought that you think is what you've been conditioned and brought up to believe. Mm. And the second thought is who you are. Yeah. And I really I like, that. like that thought. My mom uh was learning about uh trans community because you know I'm uh part of the LGBTQ AI plus community. Yeah. And she she, it's just it was she wasn't uh, against it she just didn't have those terms growing up and she said oh well uh, you know what is what is like transvestite uh, and I was like well now I think I think that's kind of like what we would call cross-dressing and like yeah. you know we we say trans or transgender and this is that and I was explaining she's like okay okay uh and then a week later she emailed me and said okay so I read a lot of Wikipedia and articles and I watched a season of Transparent and I think I think I get it now I think Aww. I get it more now and I was like that's the kind of attitude that I want to have because yeah. look I was a crappy teen, you know, I I just, I mean, because when you're a teen, you're figuring yourself out and you're insecure and you don't know anything about life and you, but you just like also feel like you know everything, you know, so I I definitely am happy to say that I have learned a lot since I was a teenager posting on, on message boards. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember those message boards? I was so I was always a very fearful. I feel like I had an early fear of the Internet. Like I was always fearful that somehow something bad would come of something like, you know what I mean? Like I like I think and I'm older than you are, but I feel like I had this sort of innate distrust of like, what if what if I'm wrong or what if I, I reach out to someone? This is so paranoid, but like, what if I reach out and like someone tracks me down through, you know, it's just sort of like weird. I think I'd had, because in college I'd had mm-hmm. like a little bit of like a stalkery kind of thing happening. Oh, and gosh. So I was, and it was a, I've had a couple of them that I would say are the mild versions of that. You know, this is like not being known. Oh, gosh. At separate times. In fact, at separate colleges, but where there's just sort of a sense of like, 
Which is so funny because now I feel like I'm so, you know, now now with social media, we're so available. We're so fucking <laughs> right, available. Right. But back then, like message boards was like one of the first ways you become available to a larger group than like the people you go to school with or the people that you just know because you're going to call them up on the phone or you'll send them an email on like, you know, rocket mail mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so oh I think God. I was kind of, like I was excited and interested by it, but I was like afraid to participate. You know, and some of that I mean, is still true. Well, I mean, um, it, you you can say now that that those those fears were very well founded. I mean, yeah. in this in the information age, you know, our our sort of personal identity and personal information is the thing that is at most risk. Yeah, you know. And I remember there were a lot of sort of like, watch what your teens are doing online. There could be uh, sure, you know, a stranger stranger danger on the internet, and yeah. like it kind of is that only now it's corporations or uh-huh. just like. I don't know. I just am very glad because, yeah, I was on a lot of message boards. I, I didn't have, you know, I, you know, growing up in a, in like suburbia, uh, I didn't. Suburbia have, where? Let's get more uh, specific. LA. I was in LA yep. mm-hmm. at, at Agora High School. Uh, yep. Shout out to the Chargers. And I had a small group of friends of, of nerds, but, you know, it, it, it was, it was still kind of in the days of in which like if you liked nerdy things then it was it was not cool and you were not cool and you were weird i did not care about that i just have always liked the things that i liked openly and unabashedly so you know but i wanted to find other people that had shared sure. the same interests and so i did i spent a lot of time i remember in the computer lab at lunchtimes in middle school and high school, you know, on uh, I I was in the fandoms for uh, Harry Potter, the Harry Potter yes. message boards, and uh, the Lord of the Rings, the One Ring dot net. Um, I would post my Elvish poetry there. Oh, uh, yes, that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Nickelodeon forums because they had uh, for, for Invader Zim. I was I was part of the Invader oh, sure. Zim fandom. Yeah, and so it was a great place to sort of connect, but I'm also glad that, you know, there was a level of anonymity there and of yeah. impermanence because all of those, the, the message boards are gone now, but yeah. or, or at least, you know, the, the records of those the archives are gone. But now there's a sort of permanence to the kind of one-off ideas sure. that you have as a young stupid teenager uh-huh. <laughs> and that's so terrifying for them I, know, I mean like I, I, I said a lot of dumb things and thought a lot of dumb things and the idea that that, that could follow me around for the rest of my life or yeah. or have the kind of a kind of lasting larger right. social impact in my town is is which man. yeah I mean but that don't don't you wonder like don't you wonder because it's a whole, you know, couple generations of kids now that are coming up in that world that like, well, maybe that'll all just be a wash. You know what I mean? A like there's bit, so right. much of it. There's so much of everyone was a stupid teenager right. and everyone posted stuff yeah, that like, yeah. what if that just kind of 
like it cancels itself out. It kind of does. It kind of in some ways uh, because of that, the information news cycle and the sort of cycle of interest kind of turns over a lot yeah. quicker. As which opposed is also to, terrifying for, for, for certain reasons. Yeah, like, it's good and bad. It's good for and sure. it's, yes, yes, it's definitely mixed bag. But yeah, I think it, we're, we're at the point that every single human on the globe has has nudes out there somewhere that could get leaked. It's no, it's not. So it's not like you can really hold it against anybody for a career now so (laughs) Uh, that seems like the most adorable thing to have exposed at this point like oh my god your boobs that's darling like bless like great we all are people like our bodies are all different there's nothing to be ashamed of there's no shame and like taking pictures of your beautiful body whatever that looks like to you and uh you know what i mean like yeah it's you know it just seems so adorable it's that one two hit combo of number one yeah, everybody's got them out there now. It's not a big deal. And number two, that there is a lot more body positivity and yeah. and yeah, a, a, a less less of the weird American puritanical uh, yeah. uh, condemnation of sex and bodies. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot better in that way. You know, I I still am a huge huge uh, optimist in in that I I still think that a lot of things are better now. Yeah. Than they were, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, we have we have the discussions about things more and a lot more things are permitted. And, uh, you yeah. know, there are a lot more because of the Internet and uh, these platforms that, uh, you know, before artists and creators didn't have. Now we have all sorts of voices that were never heard before that suddenly do have a platform Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So take me to, I'm at Agora High School. Um, I am, I'm your nerdy friend. Uh, What, like, were you a good student? Was it just a public high school? Like a sort of a mishmash catch-all, like the one I went to where it was like, everybody, everybody's here. Everybody's here. Everybody in our little town is there. Um, It wasn't that little, but yeah, I mean, everybody and all the kids in town went there. And I... uh, you know, I I was in the orchestra, so I yep. you know, I was okay. what 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 we later ended up calling it orc dork because um, you know <laughs> sort of a band nerd, uh, and so I you had, guys are yeah. lucky because yours rhymes. Yeah, right. It's That's very some sweet good. business right there. Yeah, and so I you know that meant that I think a lot of the orchestra kids and sort of people on that track were in a lot of the similar classes because orchestra was in the morning, so you couldn't take other certain classes mm-hmm. at that time. So, you know, we all kind of were a cohort in some ways. Yeah. Um, we. I mean, I don't know why you haven't told me what instrument you played yet. Oh, That's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, I play violin. I play violin. There it is. Yeah. I played since <sighs> I was little, and it was my choice, too. Uh, you know, I grew That's up great. in a... Like, my, my dad was a musical genius and that, you know, perfect pitch, and he played guitar and bass and piano and uh harmonica and accordion and just you know he 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 was a musical genius and you know my mom like played piano so I you know we went out to we had concert I went to concerts a lot like classical concerts at mm. the uh Los Angeles Philharmonic sure at, uh, the chamber orchestras there there's like a really great scene for for uh live music in Los Angeles I was very fortunate yeah. and so and I really loved 
I heard Vivaldi's spring and it like that shit slapped for me for some reason. Like I loved that. And I feel that too, for sure. It's great. It's exciting. And uh, so I, I wanted to learn the violin. And so my parents, you know, uh, I had, I had private lessons and then I was in youth orchestra all sort of going up and, and I was always sort of in, in, in contest for first chair. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was, I was usually kind of on the honor roll, uh, but I was also kind of a troublemaker. It was this weird mm-hmm. combo where like I was, you know, definitely honor roll for, in, in middle school is honor roll first chair orchestra, uh, like leads in school plays, uh, did all the extra credit and, and like, you know, started a little business or something, you know, but then like got suspended for a day because I had a knife and like got into like I had, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. And then like, oh my goodness, uh, you know, I, some some girl like pulled my hair and so I socked her and stuff. And so we both got like trash pickup for a week and everything. And, you know, or like I, I, the, the vice principal really hated me because like I, I just, you know, was always sort of. I don't know, like talking back, but just yeah. Sort of this sounds very that just sounds like very bullery, where it's like, how dare this person be beloved? Like, yeah. I know the truth. I'm yeah. gonna expose <laughs> well, this demonic child. Well, and I was like, I was kind of a rabble rouser. I remember at, at like I think it was like just as I was transitioning into high school, there was you know we were we were doing like an orchestra concert. It was like the orchestra and the jazz band and the choir. And I, I always I always felt like the orchestra would never got enough recognition. We never got to play any of the school events. And we were we were we were at this uh, for the fifth grade orientation and trying to convince kids to come in. And then like the president of the jazz band went up and was like, "Oh, our jazz band teacher is the best teacher ever, and you should." Joined the jazz band, and then I like walked up and took the mic away from him, and I totally like, and I was like, um, actually, though, so, uh, you should join the orchestra because uh, our our. Our director is the best, and uh-huh. it's a very it, it's very cool to do strings, and also a uh, lot more desirable for colleges, and you know, just like. The administrators were like, "Oh, what? Are, what is happening?" And and just the kids went crazy, and yeah. So my, I have two younger sisters, and so years later, we're all about four years apart. So when they came up after me, they all the teachers would be like, with a mix of of, of reverence and and horror, would be like, "Oh, you're Erica's uh-huh. younger sister." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they? Uh, <laughs> did did they? Were they tempted to also be like no, a sort of angel and demon on one side no, and the other? No, my sisters were good. Were good. Oh, my sisters yeah. are good kids. Uh-huh. They're <laughs> such good kids. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and in high school, it's sort of that track continued where I was like, I, I mean, I got bullied a lot in in middle school. And in mm. high school, everybody actually kind of chilled out a little more. But, yeah. you know, there were some times where, yeah, like, the the football players would pick on me and stuff. Uh, and, you know, one of them, like, I remember shoulder checking me into a locker sort Ugh. of a thing. And, yeah, you know, yeah. but it was just like, I didn't, I don't really care. I didn't, I just, my world felt a lot bigger than, mm-hmm. than you know, what, what was going on day to day in high school. Um, plus, I probably verbally abused him a lot in, in class <laughs> in, the, in a setting in which, like, 
I was smarter yeah. than him. So, you know, I didn't yeah. get back then. Yeah, thanks for letting me ramble. It's weird with the things that you remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the things, because it just, it feels so long ago now. And I feel like such a different person. But I also see the seeds of how yeah. I, <laughs> totally. I, I was like, well, yeah, this all, this all checks out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy for to. I mean, I have to say, yes. Like when you put it into the terms of like you're you're encouraging younger kids to like be a part of the program that you're a part of that you're really proud of. Um, it's really easy for me to imagine you going over and grabbing <laughs> the mic because that's an impulse I would also have, and I it's it's pretty fifty fifty on whether I would have done it, but. Um, that because you also know you're going to get a reaction. You're a performer. You are still a performer. <laughs> and you know it's going to be as funny yeah. to the kids as it is shocking to the adults. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it's like, true. I could definitely see that. It's not like you, you know, punched him in the face and, like, his nose was bleeding and you were telling everybody <laughs> yeah. how great Alcristor was. You just, like, you know, you're like, excuse me. I think you've had enough. Yeah, like, don't jazz band me right now. It's true. I wasn't a bad kid. I was just a kid that liked to get reactions. I think you're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and so that... Because it feels good. It, feel, feel, it feels good. I think <laughs> that was... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 like looking back at high school now too, it, it's I, I just always did do things. I think there is, a, especially when you're finding yourself as a kid, and you know, this goes back to, you know, you don't quite know who you are, and you're trying things out, and you're a little insecure about that. But also, I don't. There was just something in my brain. Maybe it was the way I was raised. Maybe it was, uh, I don't know. It just I always kind of even if I didn't know who I was I knew what I liked and what yeah. I, and what I wanted yeah um, and there is some innate part of me that like really does like uh shaking things up and making it interesting mm-hmm. and just can't be still and, <laughs> and do the thing that people tell me to do you know yeah um yeah. And, and you know because I wasn't I wasn't like defiant on purpose but like I was like no I don't I don't like that I I don't I don't like uh god what was it you know I don't like uh what was a what was a big thing back then um I was like no I like I liked I remember moving to a new school and I liked the Power Rangers and the other kids thought it was dumb but I was uh-huh. like Power Rangers rules uh <gasps> that's and, so great yeah and so that's so great that's the that's the thing that I always kind of have said to young people who ask now it's just like yeah i just like what you like life's too short yeah Yeah, absolutely okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun presenting the new maxfunstore.com we've got shirts for your torso hats for your head Drinkware for your finest beverages, and so much more. Starring your favorite Max Fun shows with new and classic designs. Find the perfect gift for the podcast fan in your life. Heck, that could be you. We're not judging. Head to MaxFunStore.com now. That's MaxFunStore.com. The confidence, the sort of confidence of being the person you are does come harder for a lot of teenagers. Yeah. And so you are kind of the exact 
person that many young people, I think, do feel empowered by because, you know, it's easy to toe the line and be really verbose about the thing that happens to be huge. But that's also what's kind of confusing for people. (laughs) Like so many people now are like, you know, how many times do I have to hear my comedian friends say like, uh, we had to hide that we played D&D when we were in school. Yeah. Like, everyone hated us. Like, the Stranger mm-hmm. Things the Stranger Things thing is, like, that's real. Like, there is definitely, you know, my friends were, like, super hush-hush about playing D&D. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And there was, there was, and so, it's like, and, and going to Comic-Cons, like, going to the first Comic-Cons where, like, I collect, like, I legit collect comic books, they would say. And they're, like, you know, they have ridden the... Ridden? That can't be a thing. Yeah, yeah. They rode. They rode the (laughs) wave. They rode. They ridden the wave. They ridden the wave. They they ridden the wave. Riddle me this. uh, (laughs) Ridden me this. But they 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 rode the wave, and now they're like, it's so weird. Like now, the stuff that I used to have to hide talking about, I'm like the coolest person in the room because I know like like multiple Wolverine origin stories. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see how that sort of has been swinging around a little bit um but did you did that extend into like romantic life like did you were you did you have that same sort of like kind of <laughs> sassy confidence that you would exhibit at no, time? Oh, I, <laughs> I like can no. already see your mouth forming an n the no. n is imminent oh i uh <laughs> all right I was, all right i think i had like because probably because i loved so many stories and storytelling i had this idea in my head of what you know sort of romance should oh, be sure. and i think you know, I I sort of carried this torch uh, for a guy all through, you know, like a lot of middle school, all the way to high, all the way through high okay. school. Oh, and like, okay. I, and it was, I just, I couldn't, I didn't like know how to upright say like, hey, I like you. Right. Do you like me? Yes right. or no? Like I, yeah. I, I, you know. I remember, uh, you know, because we were friends and we were in the same friend group, but, you know, he he liked, you know, in, in eighth grade, he and I both like Lord of the Rings and Gregorian monk chants. And um, <laughs> totally. yeah, you know, like all kids do. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he had he he was a, a little chubby and, and had braces and glasses and a rolling backpack. It was the rolling backpack that, that okay. like really, you know, um, yeah. But then in and so you know I had a crush on him, uh, and then in ninth grade he joined the track team and got uh, got the braces off and caught mm. contacts and suddenly was really cute and like didn't you know he still liked Lord of the Rings and Gregorian Monk chants, but uh-huh. uh, you know all of a sudden he was an object of interest to to <laughs> you know uh, less weird girls uh-huh. uh, and. You know, I could I could have just been like, "Hey, I like you. We have a lot in common. Let's go out or something." But I, instead, I would do things like, you know, I asked him out to the dance, and he was like, "Uh, may- maybe," and then never said yeah. anything, and then took somebody else to the dance, and then, yeah. or you know, like I gave him a letter telling him I liked him, or I, you know, transcribed uh Aragorn's uh ancestral poem, uh, you know, all not all. 
you know, all that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost, into uh, elvish runes for him and everything. I just, like, couldn't, like, get it into my head that, like, this was his passive way of saying he wasn't interested. Right. So, you know, and I I did that for a long time, but, you know, I, I... I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Millennium Actress, and I, I, it's a, a Satoshi Kon anime um, mm-hmm. that's very influential on me as a child. Um, and, you know, it, it sort of uh, at the end, like she's sort of chasing this guy and then like all throughout she like goes through the history. She becomes this, you know, famous actress and like does all of the, these things and leads this incredible life, you know, and at the end and she says, you know, it, it's kind of the chase that's the fun part, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it was that for me. In some mm-hmm. ways it was very safe, you know, I could have this sort of an untouchable uh, idol. Right. Uh, that I that I could you know it was safe but you were still expressing stuff like you were still a step (laughs) like it's a different situation than like folks I talk to who are like oh like it's an interesting like degree of crushes and how much you're engaging in the crush because for sure there's people that I've talked to who are like oh, I never talked to my crush. Like, literally, I never actually spoke a word to my crush. Wow. And then, you know, then there are people who do sort of feel like, well, I kind of felt like we had, a, like, a little flirtation in the hallway, but that it never went any, for, you know, past that. And then there oh. were people who were like, oh, I have friends. I had crushes on friends, but I never said anything. Oh and gosh. then you have, like, I had a crush on someone, and I was sort of giving them tidbits and, like, inviting, like, the vulnerability of still, like, you were invite, like you said, you were inviting you were inviting something much more than somebody who's just like looking at this guy across the room and is just like, I have such a crush on him, you know? So you were still engaging with, with him. What were you? What, what was oh, it like for you? I think I, I think I was like, it was a real like smorgasbord Borg of like, I'm this to someone, but this other person is this, is, is my version of that. Like someone <gasps> has a crush on me, but I have a crush on them but they are not into me at all, but there's this other person way over there that I've never talked to that I have a crush on. I mean, I was all over the place. It was very, like, it was very scattered. Like, all of my journals are like, wow, how many, like... It's like Inception. Like, what's happening? There's like a thing within a thing within a thing. And then over there, there's that thing that has nothing to do with any of that. You got to make your flow charts and stuff. You got to make your flow charts. I was just so adrenalized. That's what I remember feeling a lot of the time is like feeling this sort of like wanting the rush. I think I did respond very strongly to like sexy rushes you know before even maybe before you're ready Mm -hmm. I think there was I got very intoxicated by that kind of mystery or that kind of like and so I think I liked having a series I liked having it's it's awful it feels like it's the relationship version of what I do now which is like have a lot going on so that no one thing is going to shatter you like be be doing stuff. There's going to be different levels. You might really care about this one thing and you and that thing is not interested in having you work for it at all. But it's cool because you also have like, like it may have been sort of a self-protected like how like, oh, you're building a shield like you're building yeah. a shield yeah, yeah. of sort of different stuff mm-hmm. so that the bullet might not it might hit somewhere, but maybe you'll exactly. be protected. Somewhere you don't else. want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to yeah. invest too hard in one thing because then you could fail at that thing and it would be devastating. Yeah. Well, uh, like I never translated anything into runes. Like I never, I don't think I ever made a gesture that was that lovely, you know, and like, (laughs) it sounds like evolved. 
You know, it's, you know, I really truly didn't think about this until right now. But yeah, the idea of like, oh, I had a secret crush and I didn't do anything like for me. But I you're right. It was You were doing I, it for you. I live my life like absolutely swinging for the fences, right? That's and it's so just like, well, you know, yeah. I, if it if I miss, I miss. But at least I swung for the fence. Uh, yeah. And I guess it was that. But I just I also didn't want to like let it go because he, he never drew a, a boundary, like a definitive right, right. boundary or gave me a definitive answer. And so in my head, I could still keep on like doing these big grand gestures. Right. And so, yeah, in the end, it ended up being for me. Like, I Especially because like, it's not something yeah. you didn't like. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't exactly. something that he was like, he loves Lord of the Rings, but you hate Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But you are translating, you know, you're like I, learning Elvish for this guy. I was going to learn like, Elvish this is anyway. Very fun. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like nice to have a, a reason, like a muse yeah. to do Which that. Which is kind of also like, it's almost like that's kind of, like when you make, for example, a mixtape or you made a mix CD yeah. or whatever, you know, you send a Spotify list or whatever, like that is that gives you an excuse to love the stuff you love. And it's awesome if the other person is into it as well. And obviously that can create a connection that's kind of exciting and all that. Right. But like when you're making it, you're definitely like, I love this song. Like you're giving yourself yeah. that gift also. Right. It's like it is that form of expression. So you were doing that for you know, you're like, I've now done this thing regardless, like like an artist, like I'm I'm doing this thing. I loved it. I had an intention for the way I wanted to make someone feel, but I can't control that. Like once it went over to him, uh, yeah, I can't control like how it's he's going to respond to it, which I think is incredibly uh, healthy. And, it's, it's incredibly healthy. You know, it's so funny, too, because I feel like I had to come back around to that because then I was like, oh, well, I'm a romantic, which is true but yeah. also then like sort of going through subsequent of of like dating different people you know for various lengths of time you know past post high school yeah. was like oh i'm exerting that same amount of effort but nobody's returning it because they can't like nobody can physically return that level of dedication uh -huh. <laughs> to a person because that's not a healthy thing to do. Right. And so it was like, it was still those things where I was like putting so much effort and care into, uh, you know, the other person and the things that yeah. they liked, but also things for me too, you know? Yeah. So, and then, so I've come back around now to being like, well, I'm just gonna swing for the fences with the things in my life and the people that I love, like that can be for them, but also for me. And, yeah. you know, I don't expect that of them. I think having expectations is where I went wrong in my life, uh -huh. you know, having, <laughs> having, having desires and having yeah. enthusiasm and, and, and hopes is great, but yeah. having expectations and trying to impose a narrative on a thing yeah. is where like, yeah. well, you can't control other people, you know, you just yeah. gotta go as hard as you can on your own and then let everybody else catch up. Man. I mean, it's very inspiring. It's very good to hear. It's very inspiring. I feel like I'm taking everything you're saying and applying it to my own life now. So it's never, you're never, A, never not secretly also still a teenager inside. Yes. But you're also like, even the stuff that your layers that you're building on, like at our core, you know, we're just so sensitive. Um, and yeah. it's really nice to be reminded that you can just do something and 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 not expect anything 
in return, like mm-hmm. not not even just as a gesture, but like as a like, what if I made this thing and no one saw it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess, I you know, be glad you made it. Just be glad you made it. And that's that's a really great place to come at stuff from, you know, Uh, the thing I'm curious about whenever I talk to somebody who really had a lot going on in high school, I'm always like, how did you like if you were getting roles in plays, but you were also playing an orchestra like or being in sports at the same time? Like, I guess because I wasn't in sports, I don't know, like when the season ends or whatever. But for me, it felt like the after school activity I would do if Mm -hmm. I had one was theater. Um, And it seemed like it took up a lot of time. So I'm always curious to possibly to the point of laziness where I was like, I don't I don't need to worry about anything else. I'm not going to play an instrument. I'm not going to, you know. Um, you so, were dedicated and you knew what you, you I knew. Mean, I mean, sure. it obviously worked out for you, you know. But. Well, I think about, about the whole time that that was happening, I was like, I mean, this is I might as well enjoy this now. This is not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So when you were doing plays and stuff like were were. Was that something that were you the kid who always had something to do after school? Like, if yeah. it's not this, it's going to be this. Mm-hmm. And I might have to actually not do this for a minute because yeah. I'm it's now time for me to, you know, rehearse afterwards and, with the chamber quartet or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I really credit my mom, especially with a lot of that, with managing, like helping me manage that and supporting mm-hmm. and encouraging me in that and driving me everywhere to things. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And being like, yeah, I'll sign you up for youth orchestra. And like, you know, she never like, you know, they, my parents never sort of like nagged me to practice, but they would would be like, hey, have you practiced an hour? You know, like, because yeah. they knew it was something that I would be grateful for and that I did enjoy doing. And I'm like, okay. Because yeah. um, I'm also very ADHD. So yeah. uh, that was also something that, like, I, I remember having to go every lunchtime to the nurse's office to get my uh, Adderall or whatever mm-hmm. it was I was taking at the time. And that was, yeah, that was different. Um, I, I, I think a lot of kids do that these days, but back, yeah. back then it was it was unusual. And it was unusual for, for parents to, you know, sort of uh, <clears throat> take their kids to therapy or, or take mm-hmm. them to a psychiatrist and get that checked out. And I'm very, very grateful for it because yeah. now a lot of my friends, especially femmes, are being like, oh, uh, turns out I've had ADHD my whole life and I was just struggling and didn't yeah. realize it. Uh, and yeah. I had that benefit of that, you know? Yeah. So in some ways it was really a privilege that I got to do that and I didn't have to work, you know, a, 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 a after school job. Oh, I did do, I, I was working at the knife and sword shop and also teaching violin Amazing. and playing at weddings sometimes. So, so oh, there was that. But like, the knife and sword shop. Yeah, now you, know, you having a knife at school is starting to make a right? lot more sense yeah. to me. Actually, I was like, there was the, the king of knives with the knife and sword shop at our local mall, the Thousand Oaks Mall. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember one fine November <laughs> or, or one fine October, I was staring at uh, Lord, uh, the Lord of the Rings swords. They had a sting and then they had Arwen's Hatafang and, I, oh, and they were like. That would be so tempting. Well, I, would, I was there yeah. a lot and they'd be like, yeah. and they asked, you, do you want a job? And I said, look, I'm not legally old enough to even be able to buy these. So, but yeah. And they said, well, great. We need help for, it's fine. It's fine. We need help for Black Friday. So you're hired. Okay. So we did that for, I think it was senior year. But yeah, I, I, I was very, I really have to acknowledge the privilege that was having a family that was supportive of me 
pursuing the arts and valuing yeah. education, but not being overbearing or, uh, you know, ha- having, un- uh, you know, unfair expectations of me, you know, right. And I really appreciate that. But yeah, it was it was it was always a lot of of scheduling and making yeah. time for things. And, um, you know, I, I feel like maybe there were some high school shenanigans that I never got up to because of that. And because uh-huh. also my friends, we were all, all kind of a bunch of squares, you know, we didn't like drink or do any drugs and like. You know, I mean, no judgment if you do, kids, but like, be responsible. You know, right? Uh, yeah, and and yeah, there was there was. Yeah, it's so know, funny like, though because you take it out of context, and yeah. it's like you know, Erica brought a knife to school, and right? everyone's like, "Oh my god, Erica oh brought a knife!" Yeah. Like, what can that mean? Let me assume all of these other things on top of Look, it. Look, I was a, you know a, a kid that they might have to worry about. I'd been in the office enough times that they were like, "Okay, well, we." maybe need to investigate this, I guess. Right. But that being said, the reason that it got discovered was because uh, some kid was going through my backpack and then he narked to his mom who called the principal. Yeah. So, you know, I... You can't really, yeah. That, first, know, that kid should not have gone through your backpack. No. You can't really fault yeah. the mom for calling mm. in, I guess. Yeah, you can't fault the mom for calling yeah. in about a knife at school. That's fair. I have to say, I think that's fair. Here's the piece that I think I'm missing, uh, and then I want to get into this mash game with you. Ooh. But it troubles me that the words Renfair have not entered into this conversation, yet I cannot imagine that with everything you told me <laughs> and where you live, what you had access to, there's no way you didn't go to a rent fair as a teenager. In some ways, I feel like my my first rent fair was actually sophomore year in AP European history with Mr. Busby's class. Okay. Um, uh, actually, Mercer and I uh, had the same. We oh, that's what is the same high school uh, and did all the same like clubs and teachers, yeah. but five years apart, so that's we never so met. Funny, but yeah. like yeah, later on finding out. So, uh, but we recently chatted with Mr. Busby again. We're like, oh man, he he was a great teacher, and uh, but he took us all to the Ren Fair um, in sophomore year, and like I went subsequent years after that. But yeah, yeah I feel like I didn't, you know, because I didn't drive until I was I think nineteen, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that was a huge factor. And like I always wanted to go to San Diego Comic Con, yeah. I didn't go until I was finally driving, you know. And I always wanted to, you know, do Ren Fair a lot, but I, I didn't drive. You know, I was doing all these other activities, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I can't, I, there's definitely the, I think about the sort of multiverse of Erica's and like one of them definitely post high school went off and did violin professionally. And yeah. one of them had spent the entirety of high school at the Ren Fair. I and mean, you Ren are Fair burning stuff. through my MASH plans. How yeah. dare you start getting into alternate universe versions of yourself? That is Ugh. what the I mean, game is for. And I, I think like, I, I near the end of senior year, I sort of burned out a little mm. bit. You know, I mean, I still graduated with, you know, good grades and all, but like, I... I I burned out a little bit because I was like, I don't know what I want to do with Mm -hmm. my life for sure. I love all of these things. And I feel like they were, I felt like they were pushing us into like, okay, well, uh, now you have to decide what you want to do with the rest of your entire life. Yeah. Uh, Better make it right. You're paying a lot of money to go do this and learn how to do it. 
So, and I just was like, I don't know. I don't care about this. Like, I don't. Yep. So I, I, I sort of slacked off a bit in that. But I think about, like, the different, because I knew I, I had so many different things that I wanted to do. And I did yeah. end up going to Cal State Northridge undecided and then deciding to go into mass media communications at UCLA to tra- transfer. Yeah. Um, but while still doing, like, Shakespeare Club and, you know, playing violin in my spare time and playing a lot of D&D in college. So, you know. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, what it, it, and, and then I promise we're going to do this. And I'm going to, I'll tell you yeah, what, I'm going to segue this question. Stuff. No, I love it. I, I love, love, love it. Um, but I'm going to use it to segue into the MASH game, so it works anyway. Um, but what was going, so what was going on with you not driving? And I ask you that because I also didn't uh, drive for a really long time. Mm. And um, and I was growing up in Tucson, which is also a very car culture town yes, where, like, yes. you can't, you know, you're going to be on the bus a long time yes. if you need to get across town and you don't drive. So I relied on my parents and my friends. Um, what was what was going on there for you? Was it like, were you nervous? Yeah, was it- I think it was, I, w- I was nervous. And like around the time, because what? You get you can get your learner's permit around 16, right? And so. Mm, uh, 15, I think. Uh, 15, well, yeah, yeah, 15, 16. Um, and it took me a while to like, uh, I, to pass the test. I think I took it like three times or something because I was like just really distracted all the time when yeah. I was in the car. I was like messing around with the radio or, or you know, talking to people. I just, and I just didn't get in the hours for driving and I also didn't really necessarily need to. Like we didn't have yeah. a second family car really, I don't right, think. Right, right, so right. I was like, well, I don't know. And I have a friend that drives, so, you know, yeah. we'll get around that way. And so I just really wasn't in any rush to do it. Yeah. And there was just, it, I think it mostly, I, I say all of this, but I think it's mostly, ha- it mostly has to do with a thing that still plagues me to this day of getting sort of administrative adult tasks out of the way, right? Mm, so because mm-hmm. it is such a, you know, you have to do the learner's permit and do the driving school and get the hours in and then go get take the test. And then, you know, it was all of these steps and steps were uh tedious to me yes so yes. I just didn't want yeah. to go through the effort so I think that was yeah. that how about you what what would I think I was really um just very aware like I was never afraid in a vehicle with someone else driving I had no like phobias about yeah. being in a car um but I really under I really felt like I could kill someone like I yeah. really felt yeah. that so acutely yeah. that I was like why should I be trusted yes like it doesn't, it's not going to take anything for me to kill someone. This is way too easy to hurt someone. It is. And yeah. I really was afraid that that would happen, I think, for a long time. And then finally I was like, I got to get over this and, you know, started learning to drive. I started also, let me say this. My mom had a stick shift. Oh. Nightmare. Oh, wow. Nightmare. Really for all of those now, of you though. who learned yeah. on stick shift, oh learned on, on like a, on stick shift, I don't know how you did it. Because I was like, I can't do this. It's yeah. just that one mm-hmm. extra step that you're like. Well, this is impossible. Right. And <laughs> like, it makes bad I'll never learn this. And, yeah. yeah. I, it was very scary. I still scary. really want to learn to do stick shift. Yeah. I would love to now. Yeah. I would love to yeah. sort of be like, I understand. That when you're younger, you're like, I don't understand. I just why would anyone go. want this? Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you want this? Yep. And you sort of, when you understand driving better, you're like, oh, yeah, there is like, there's a there's cool reasons to want to learn stick. But when you just want to get from A to B, it's like, oh, great. You've given me another obstacle yep. to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. 
Manolo, guess what? Manolo, guess what? 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 Doctor Game Show has made it to 100 episodes on Maximum Fun. Oh, that's true. I knew that. Well, to celebrate, we are releasing our entire Earwolf archives to Max Fun members. That's anyone who gives five dollars or more monthly to support podcasts like Doctor Game Show. That's 63 episodes with in-studio comedian guests like Jason Manzukas, Bowen Yang, and Matt Rogers, Joe Para, Todd Berry, and Janine Garofalo, Connor O'Malley, Chris Guthrie and more. Plus three bonus episodes that include two pilot episodes. Wow, two pilots must be good. Find the feed at MaximumFun.org slash BOCO B-O-C-O Stands for bonus content. Mm-hmm. So Taking driving out of the equation, we're creating this alternate universe mash uh, for you and your life. And I would love to hear three modes of transportation that are going to get you around that are definitely not cars. That I that I could or like like mm, yeah, and we're gonna go in straight fantasy here. If you oh, want like man. a super like fast hot air balloon, great. If you want to. You know, I would say teleport's a little bit of a cheat, but, you know, if you want to be super fast and just run everywhere, if you want to be, like, on a bullet train, um, give me some fun, like, Erica's not driving alternatives. I really wanted, like, a Vespa scooter. I saw Haruko in Mm Kuri around that time that I was Mm -hmm. in high school, and I was like, that is the mode of transportation for me. Yes. Uh, I wanted a red Vespa. Uh, right. And yeah, I even had for the longest time. I think I might still have it, like the P exclamation mark sticker yes. that she has on her on her little yes. yellow Vespa. That I was like, you're like any I'm day now. Get one, I'm gonna, yep. get, but again, like you still got to get a license for a for a <laughs> right. motor scooter. So I wasn't gonna do that. So is right. that? But like also, that's in a world in which. LA is so spread out. Like I was sure. in the suburbs of Los Angeles, so it yeah. was. It's still like it's a sensible, a good forty-five yeah. minutes on the freeway to get down to the nearest sort of big city. So right. you know, I so definitely Vespa scooter. Right, horses were like huge. I, I like. Agora is a little bit of a horse town. There's like horse mm-hmm. trails everywhere, and you know, a lot of people had horses. Um, I, you know, and I was, as somebody who loved Lord of the Rings and fantasy, I just, I would have loved, loved a horse, you know? I I wasn't a horse girl, but boy, yeah, I I would have loved to have a horse and just like, you know, get get up in the morning and take a horse to school. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, (laughs) man. It could happen for you. It could happen for you in the smash. Give Mm -hmm. me your third one. Pirate ship. Great. Pirate ship. I uh, I still and that it's I have uh, you know for for my friend's birthday I I got you know I have planned we're gonna learn to sail and everything and I because I just I really haven't gotten around to it because again there's just so many things that I want to do but yes. I was also okay so here's the thing is uh, for uh, in in the list I, I neglected in my list of, of forums and fandoms Pirates of the Caribbean came out when I was a sophomore and it rocked my world. I had like uh, on my when I finally did get my driver's license, I had the medallion, the pirate medallion in my picture cuz I would wear it like almost every day. Um and my and also for the record my senior high school picture um I was wearing and you know you you wear like everybody wears the same sort of black 
outfit or whatever. And then you, I was wearing the Even Star, Arwen's Even Star pendant oh, for it. And my so lovely. senior quote was, even the smallest person can change the course of the future, <laughs> which never actually appears in the books. It's only something that is said in yeah. the movie. Yeah, but also yeah. it doesn't matter because the yearbook committee put in a typo as even the smartest person can change the oh, course of the future, no. which makes no that doesn't sense. make any sense makes at no all. No sense. <sighs> what a classic yearbook fuck know, up. Right? That is classic. Awful. It's just it, it How like looking back on it, it's just it's like, yep, that's you gotta have yeah. something like that. Yeah, so pirate <laughs> ship. Pirate ship is the third right. one. Beautiful. I would like phew, man, if our if our school had a port, you know, and a yeah. dock, boy, yeah. I'd sail up there. Fantastic. Man. Fantastic. Okay. Um, that, with that in mind, I'm going to translate that into the next category, which is three styles of dress that, you know, in this alternate universe we're creating, everything is the same level of comfort, which is super comfy. And mm. everything is acceptable. So three styles. It doesn't mean you have to just do it 24-7, but three styles that you would love to be able to just, like, go for and in this world that we live in right now, but, like, we've sort of altered it so that if you want to wear, you know... I always, for some reason, I always use the example of like a military uniform sure, from like the yeah. 1700s or something. Like, yeah. I like the little, I, I like a, like a. Epaulettes. We love the I like epaulettes. those weird, yeah. I, th- I think I'm fascinated by the femininity of warrior clothes mm-hmm. from like certain eras where you're like, I'm sorry, are they wearing lace? Like, yeah, there's just I mean, something so fascinating about like, that. Things like it used to be, especially in Western fashion, that that men's fashion was a lot more extravagant. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I, there's like a lot of papers and articles and theories about why yeah. it went out of style for men to get to express themselves through fashion, why it was yeah. considered unmanly, which is yeah. bogus. Um, so anyway, so that's where I'm going with it. So it could be like the 1970s disco oh, era man. for you. What could be one? And then you know, a different you know, one could be, you know. One thing I did have trouble with in high school was dressing because I didn't feel like I fit any of the styles that were popular and I just I, they didn't interest me and whenever we went sort of shopping I was like this is not like uh, I just yeah. not I don't I hate this I hate clothes I hate clothes yeah. so much uh limited to it can get bent um but now I, I think it took a little while for me to realize that you can just wear whatever the heck you want to yeah. every day. And so for yep. me, it is like I sort of dress like the anime villain that I always want to, you know, generally. Like some days I'm just like comfort, comfort, comfortable right. sweatpants. I've sort of transitioned from my aesthetic now, both for architecture and uh, interior design and clothing is a James Bond villain with a tasteful Japanese fetish. Right. So like brutalist and modern, ultra modern, sleek, but like little, uh, you know, Japanese touches, you know, and which beautiful. Yeah. So I can like have my mom's tonsu, but then like, you know, a brutalist concrete uh, cube as a table or something. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like. If money was no object and comfort was no object, yeah, yes. I would I would go even more. I would lean okay. even harder into that, and it would just be Great. black leather and uh, animatronic pieces every single day. Okay, like, great. That's that's what all I right. Have. That's one. Mm-hmm. But that's I need two one. more from you. Oh my god! If you're um, please 
please tell me you're going to elf yourself. Please yeah, tell me oh I can God. see it elf. Because again, there's there's the alternate universe in which everything, my aesthetic is completely Art Nouveau and uh, fantasy where it's like all mahogany and cedar everywhere. Yes. And I've got like a tavern downstairs. Oh, and you know, and uh, yeah, definitely that like, like flowing gowns. I remember, yeah. yeah, like I loved wearing sort of corsety things, you know. I remember mm-hmm. for prom, I wore a, a sort of like, I, they, they, for whatever reason, corsets were not in then. And I couldn't yeah. find them at Nordstrom's, but I found something that had sort of like a lace up back and sort of a Cinderella blue look. You know, yeah, definitely sort of like the ever after yep. uh, wings and mask yes. and gown reveal. But then also because like I super love like – yeah, I think it would be that. It would be that. Okay. You know? All right. And the third one is like uh all all masculine sort of sort of stuff. Because I, you know, I'm I identify as gender fluid. I just like wear whatever I want and sort of express myself however I want and, you know, love whoever I want. And it's kind of nice. Like on some days I truly will wake up and be like, a skirt feels wrong, like yes. or Could or just not be like, agree more. I want a dress, and uh, Could not and agree like more. for whatever reason, there's something like at weddings. I'm like, gotta wear a suit. Like I sometimes, yeah. like occasionally, I'll be like, I want a super hot dress for this, but like yeah. I there's certain circumstances under which I'm like, I just want like dapper, masculine, yes. Yes, like yes. all like beautifully, like a whole wardrobe of beautifully tailored suits and like all kinds of different brocades and and interesting things not just sort of like the black and blues that are popular now but just like yeah. really truly extravagant suits um I love yeah. that this and is just, brought like, up for me that I just recently reconnected with um someone from my mom's life that was a re- that was in my life uh very very much so when I was like seven eight nine mm-hmm. and he was like you know, your mom just never understood your gender fluidity. Like, I didn't think it was that weird when you started stuffing your uh, jeans with socks. Yes! And I was like, I cannot believe you remember that. I love you so oh much for saying that. Like, I was super into it. Like, yeah. And you like, and you sort of take that, you sort of put those things away, mm-hmm. I think, when, you, when you're when you a certain age. Yes. And, and I, it's so lovely yes. that we're living in a world now where you're like, oh, I can take that stuff back out. <gasps> it's like, so oh, nice. I can try that stuff back on. Like, that's. Yeah. That's incredible. And you I mean, know, I think part of it is that, you know, we're also we're we're actors and we're used to putting on and taking off personas yeah. and there is sort of a public acceptance of that more. Right. Um, but I remember so many of my my youngest sister's uh, guy friends who liked wearing dresses or, you know, like, yeah, uh, uh, my middle sister had a couple of uh, gal pals who were like. Consider it back in back in the day it was a tomboy. You were a tomboy yes. when you wore yeah. pants or butch and did, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, did boy quote unquote mm-hmm. boy things. Um, and so you know, but I think a lot of times their parents would put a stop to that because that was not really socially acceptable. And I'm I'm right. hoping that now there's a generation of young people that can grow up getting to express that and experiment with that. And and you know, yeah. if they decide it's not for them, then that's great too. But like everybody should have all the options they want. And I'm absolutely very grateful that I did. 
Absolutely. Okay. Next one. Let's do romance. Let's. We got. It's a mash game. We got to get some romance oh, in there for you. This could be long term, short term, one night stand, forever partner, uh, asexual partner, but love. Mm. Uh, whatever you want. Three people. They can be characters. They can be anime. They can be this person from this era in this movie. Like whatever you want. Three. My high school crush was Spike Spiegel. And if any of you tell Steve Blum about this again, I swear to God, I will find you. Uh, But yeah, I had like the biggest crush in high school on Spike Spiegel. And actually, there's a picture from a party that my my best gal pal and I are at, and she's dressed as some... Uh, she's a schoolgirl with with cat ears, and I'm wearing a Sailor Moon, like a homemade Sailor Moon outfit. No. And at that party, two of the, like the annoying boys that were friends with one of our friends like came, yeah, and we're like, ugh, they're here. But they were dressed as Spike Spiegel and Vincent from the movie, okay. and we were like, oh, huh. <laughs> And we both ended dating, ended up dating those boys. Like I ended up the power of a costume, the power of cosplay. Yeah, that the the boy dresses Spike Spiegel. I dated him for seven years. (laughs) Like after, like after high school, I yeah. So I I feel like yeah, Spike Spiegel. I mean, he's just so great, cool. Yeah, Spike Spiegel. I didn't beautiful. Yeah, I didn't really have like many sort of like real guy celebrity crushes because I was like, I don't know them. I don't know. Right. Or, or, re- or even real girl celebrity crushes. Oh, man. Uh, God. Um, <laughs> I feel like, because, you know, there's like that that starter pack of like, oh, maybe I like girls of like Chell from Road to El Dorado and like, mm. uh, you know, a uh, uh, Shigo, I think, from like Kim Possible. And yeah. Just, I... I didn't know necessarily. It's not that I didn't know I liked girls. It's just it wasn't like I, there were no girls that I specifically liked. Yep. You know, uh, up until yeah. like I did. And then I was like, oh, cool. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Helena Bonham Carter in mm. Fight Club. I remember oh, sure. Marla. Like she was such a hot mess. And like yeah. I was like, man, uh-huh. she's damaged and I bet I could fix her. Uh, I just I just remember we we went to a midnight screening of it when we were in high school and like it had been years since that movie was out but like somehow I didn't get the twist spoiled for me. Uh-huh. Uh, and so and we saw it and I was just like wow everyone's real hot in that movie. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Um yep. Oh that's a great yeah, one. I'm was, very proud to put yeah, that, that down. Like okay. my, my North Star of like Yeah. Yep. And then uh, who else? Like, so this is something that I will admit possibly for the first time publicly. Uh, Heath Ledger Joker, like when that movie came out, I just, there was something about, you know, just the chaos of the performance. And I think it was like more that I was in love with that performance, how he made something that was so outlandish. So like grounded and and complex and just I kind of you know. can't believe that it was yeah. him, yeah. which is the biggest compliment you can pay. Yeah, like I kind of couldn't. 
ever fully, I still yeah, can't fully accept that really, that's Heath Ledger, really which is saying a it. lot. It's like, I'm, yeah. I feel like that person is like, that's no, no, that's the Joker. Like yeah. they found the Joker and put him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I mean, because before it's, that, like he was extraordinary, much, you know, much ado, or no, uh, uh, yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You yep. and, and A Knight's Tale. Yep. And, and I just, and like. Seeing that I had, yeah, I had so yeah. many post Joker posters, and it was not yeah. Heath Ledger. It was yes. that it was the Joker, because also yeah. I remember like Joker, like Mark Hamill's Joker from Batman the Animated Series was also like, huh. I am scared of clowns, but this uh-huh. is somehow doing something for me. Yeah, yeah, um, so, I get yeah, it. Definitely the Joker. Okay, great, great. Oh, God. Uh, let's do our alternate universe. Let's do our alternate universe try on uh, a different career. You talked about it. You said you talked about a version of you being a, a professional violinist. Should I put that on yeah, as violin. One? I'd right? say violin, definitely. And I definitely saw myself, because I remember when Lindsay Sterling uh, started getting popular, she'd do all these sort of nerdy violin covers and costumes. And I was like, that's definitely what I would have done if I'd stuck with it. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, so violin, um, probably archaeologist. Ooh, love it. Archaeologist. I really loved, um, ancient, you know, sort of cradle of civilization, uh, you know, histories and like, uh, you know, and and of course, like, oh, that's a thing, I guess, speaking of, of things that you learn as you get older of being like, oh, a lot of that stuff's stolen. And, oh, you know, yes. Yes, uh, yes. So, uh, you know, archaeologist and um, probably speci- specifically uh, and OK, no, here's the thing. And, and this is like also a pitch that I keep doing for like a media project, but uh, do being a, a, an archaeologist like Indiana Jones that goes and repatriates items, like steals them from mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. places and yep. puts them back in, you know, the country yep. of origin. Uh, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely that. Uh, and the third, I, I would say, uh, uh, supreme dictator in for a little bit, you know. Great. Uh, just so I could put the, the right people in power and, and redistribute wealth and stuff. But then I'd give it back because I don't want to. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a tr- you're, you're, yeah. you're just doing it as a little a little chunk of time. Okay. Yes. Well, now that you've said that about the um, uh, archaeology stuff, I'm going to say three places in time that I can send you that you're going to be able to see, experience, witness. You're in you're in like a safety bubble. So nothing bad is going to happen to you. You just get to in, engage or not engage as much as you want, depending on where you are and what you want to see. Three. The thing is, is like, you know, I love time travel stuff and time travel movies and period pieces, you know, now. Na- na- but like, I also acknowledge that it would be a bad time for me. <laughs> being that's, who why, I am. that's why the you safety know? bubble. Yeah, the safety Hence bubble. Uh, the safety yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, no one if, can see you. If you don't want to be seen, no yeah. one can see you. You I know think what I'm saying? If it was like a what it what is it like uh, a quantum leap style of thing where I can like be in yeah, somebody else's body, you're like body, inside someone's life, you know? yeah, yeah. Then like I would totally be down for that. Okay. Like, um, uh, God, yeah. And but you think about it, and you're like, man, people fought a war for like a hundred years, and some a bunch of peasants were living in the shit like during all of that. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, not th- that's why I'm saying yeah. like it doesn't have to be something that you stay in, but Which like to see, wow. to, to be like um, I saw the cradle of civilization yeah, with my own man. eyes. Like just, no like, one can ever take that away from me. I saw that. Yeah, and it's gonna rock you to your core, but yeah. like you do get to see it. Wow. Um, 
I want to say that I would I would really um, a lot of you know like truly ancient ancient civilizations that like you know are so. Uh, there, there are a lot of things where, like, you go and you talk to the native population, and they're like, "I don't know; those ruins were there when we got here. We don't know what right? it is. We don't know how to yep. read their language. We don't know where these stones came. We don't know how they did this. You know, yeah. places where there's like technology that has since been lost. You know, like yeah. not like Atlantis like style level, but there's like we don't know how to do Damascus steel the same way right. that we did back in the day. Um, so like, and like one of those ancient, ancient sort of civilizations, like." Um, that that have since disappeared and have like strange ruins yeah. that we have no account of. Yeah. Um also sometime in in yeah, ancient Greek history would have been fascinating because that was yeah. really very much like a a, a a a melting pot like in Roman times as well. Uh yeah. sort of like a melting pot of cult- different cultures and trade yeah. and ideas and innovation and um you know, a lot of things. It's always interesting too because we have so there's so much that happened and so many other voices that we don't know that we don't hear nowadays yeah. that we don't yeah. that we've lost. And yeah. I want to see like, yeah, there were like rad lady poets and stuff. Yeah, you know? uh, maybe that's what happens. Maybe you pull a little, you take a little yeah. something with you, take yeah. some writings with you, yeah. take some art with so you, cool. and share it with the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So I've got I've got a really old civilization that even some of the technology is like we can't Lost, quite make yeah. it fit with what we understand about yeah. how we do things ancient greece what's your third one i definitely went through sort of like a steampunk phase and yeah. it was like less about the aesthetic and more about uh, uh, just like yeah some of my favorite authors wrote a mm-hmm. lot of things there and and it was just like so exciting how a lot of things were happening and there are a lot of things that we don't think of when we look back at Victorian times, like, you know, there are sort of like erotic photos that, that we mm-hmm. don't, we're, we're like, oh, our ankles and stuff. But like Twitter, one of my favorite Twitter accounts, Whores of Yore, is like, about like has like all of those like sexy photos from times you don't think oh, of sexy great. things happening. Right. And then like, right. I was very fortunate, Talison uh, Jaffe in uh, his, his Call of Cthulhu game that he ran for us, um, I got to play uh, a character, like a Japanese character that was based on a real historical Japanese figure, like a Ugh, diplomat. So like she was the dip- this diplomat's wife and everything. And, you know, so there's all those interesting stories that, you know, of like cross-cultural exchanges yeah. that we don't really get yes. to hear about these days. So, yeah. Yes. I want to see what we'll see about that. Okay. I love you. I'm taking, I'm taking you back. Yeah. Okay. Next category, foods. Three foods that in this reality, maybe they're, it's hard to get because it's something you had far away or uh, it's just something you could eat as much as you want it of without feeling sick. Yeah. Or it's something that you feel like you're allergic to or like you feel like it's not ecologically responsible. Everything sort of, all of that sort of disappears. Yeah. Nobody's like, getting hurt, including fancy. you fancy sushi like Great. like we're talking like if I could have for every single meal like the kind of omakase stuff where it's like there's like uh, a, a shiso leaf and yuzu and, and caviar and then there's like an uni like yep. sp- uni pasta like just all of that super Great. fancy super bougie Great. sushi you got know? it yeah um also, Turkish delight, but it actually tastes like what I imagined it to be in I my head it. in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I not like it. what it is now. 
look, I have since come around to rose water, but mm -hmm. I just, I thought that it would taste and have the consistency of astronaut ice cream when I was younger. Got it. Right? Got it. So there's a good reason like, for that. That makes sense. But it's like okay. I, astronaut ice cream. Uh, I love it. And then, um, God, meat pies. Because let me right. tell you, meat is the best kind of pie, and pie is the best vessel for meat. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, next one is three movies you can jump into whenever you want and just be in that world. You're not reliving the plot. You just get to kind of immerse yourself in that Man, world. And Star Trek. The the answer to like which fantasy or sci-fi world you want to be in is always Star Trek because that's a world which they figured out there's no need or want, you know, like on Earth. Yeah. Everybody can pursue what they want. I just want to taste of that, see that utopia yes. and see like how they got from, hey, we've created this like infinity producing machine mm -hmm. uh, to distributing it to everybody, right? Yes. It's like, we have a lot of wealth and resources now, but we don't distribute it. So we're like, how did you do that? Yes. Um, so Star Trek, um, probably a Miyazaki film of some sort, just because oh, sure. like the food, the yes, food alone. Yep. Like, wow. Um, so like, take your pick, but like maybe, maybe like Spirited Away or something, because I like want to work at that cool spirit bathhouse yes, or I'd yes. want to attend and be like a river god there or something. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Ooh, and all that food. Um, and then also, is it Lord of the Rings? It's just got to be Lord of the Rings. I Great. Think. Let's I mean, not. Let's, be Lord of the Rings. There's let's like, give it its due. Yeah. In, in infinity movies that I love and who world I want to be a part of, but I just want to see real Middle Earth once. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, we may get there today. Okay. And then final category, three places in the existing world that we can teleport you to that you have a, a like a vacation home, which doesn't mean it can't be in a bustling right. city. It can be. Uh -huh. But uh, three places in the world, whether you've been there already or not. Uh, that's hard. Be the ideal version. Well, that's really hard. I love Los Angeles, but I love there's so many good places in the world. Tokyo. Um, I feel like Tokyo is one of the few cities where I was like, okay, yeah, I can actually live here. Yes. Agreed. Um, and like, same with San Francisco, but it's like I, I visit often enough that I feel like I don't need to put that on the list. Um, yep. Uh, I'd say um, London, probably. Yeah. London, yeah. Because, again, another place that I could, like, weird enough in my brain, I'm like, could I still work from there? Could I still work from there? That's not the vacation thought, but also I love yeah. my job. So, but you if know. you love what you do, no, 100%. 100%. I have no yeah. no judgment on that. Yeah. Okay, uh, give me... Um, give me a word that... Uh, describes the kind of dream one word but like when you lay your head down tonight and you fall asleep to dream give me a word that describes what kind of dream you would want it could be emotion or it could be like literally flying or it could be you know it could be a verb now whatever you want hot mm. great 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 okay will you please for the love of God, while I am factoring this out and I give you 100% guaranteed MASH alternate universe future, will you please tell people where they can find you, uh, what they need to know about, uh, anything that you're excited about that you want to share that people need to be checking out? Ooh, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Erica Ishii uh, and then on Instagram and TikTok at the Eric Ishii. I'm in Apex Legends as Valkyrie, and I'm in 
what can I talk about? Uh, uh, Destiny as Anna Bray, and I have uh, something really, really, really cool coming out that we will announce soon, soon, um, probably right. early December. So definitely stay tuned for stay that. Stay tuned, especially everyone. If you are a fan of some of the things that I do for actual plays. One. Wonderful. Okay, that's very cool. Uh, I have the results. I feel pretty good about them. Ooh, I think you're going to be happy. Cannot wait. I think you're going to be happy. Um, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your ability to go into Lord of the Rings. I just want to get that in there right away. I just want to acknowledge that, yes. celebrate it. You can go in there. You're going to see Middle Earth. Not to worry. Yes. Um, I don't know if your ability as the sort of temporary uh, benevolent leader to help restore mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. set the world to balance. Um, I don't know if that extends into the Lord of the Rings world, but rest assured that is something that you can do in yeah. this world of yeah. ours. Yeah. Not bad. Um, I love wow. the idea of you on your your beautiful red Vespa also in like yes! a, a, like a fantastic like tailored suit or just like whatever <gasps> sort of masculine sharp Ugh. like great look you want to rock with that makes a it. lot of sense to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. also that makes a lot of sense so to me good. in London oh my god yes absolutely where you have a beautiful house not a mansion not apartment not a shack but a beautiful house yes. in London yes all the meat pies you could ever want. <gasps> that makes so much sense. The, I know. This is all coming together. All it's all coming the together. Meat pies. Very, very easy to picture. Also, there you are in London. Feel free to just pop over to Victorian era times where you get to see, sort of see. I mean, listen, we all know that London was a hot spot for uh, that sort of era yeah. and some of the stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm, I can't wait to hear more about that. And also, like, if I'm honest, I'm thinking about, like, who belongs with you in, in this. This both makes all the sense in the world and makes zero sense. But I really, really like that the Joker. Oh, God! Is, oh, no! Is having these adventures with you. Ah! High school Erica was dumb, okay? So I'm telling you. Listen, we said it could be long term, it could be yeah, short term. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, you yeah. could have a night with a joker and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Or yeah. who knows what happens. So right. that is uh your mash life. I feel very good about I feel it. I feel very, very good about that. You know, if I wasn't living this life, I would love to be living that life. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Everyone, you know you love Erica. I certainly do. I'm so glad we did this. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I will continue to just try to pull you into anything and everything I can uh, if I'm working on something. And I can only assume you'll do the same. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're a pleasure to behold. An absolute. I just like honestly could talk with you for hours. Yeah. Uh, Save. Save, 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 save. Thank you so much. Um, All right. Everybody, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey,
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.